0: Hello to all of you, and thank you for being here at the beginning of our next little mini section within the second part of the workbook. And this one begins with the what is the Christ? Pretty big question. Christ is God's Son as He created Him. Remember, this is not talking about a person, it's referring to all that is impossible to grasp with the intellect, but as we're being led, it can be easy to experience (laughs) once we meet the conditions for experiencing it. So this is not to be thought about. This is not to be figured out. This is to be reminded that all is well. We're heading in the right direction. Everything's here for us on our side, and we're doing a great job. So it says the Christ is this self, capital S, that we share, that unites us with one another, makes us all one, and with God or Creator as well. Oneness is all that exists. So the Christ is this thought, the big capital T thought that still abides within the mind that is the source. Because remember, from the very beginning, we've been taught that thoughts do not leave their source. You can try that out right now. You can decide to share something that's very important to you, to a friend. And because you have shared that thought, it has not disappeared from your mind. Quite the contrary, it's become even more real to you. So it says this Christ, this presence that we are collectively, we haven't left home. We certainly have not lost the innocence with which we collectively were created. This Christ, this us collectively abides unchanged forever in its source, in the mind of God. We are collectively the thought that can't go anywhere First of all, our Creator has no bounds, no limits. There's no somewhere at the end where God stops and we could begin. So living in the mind of God is the only option there is, thank goodness. So Christ is the link that keeps us one with Creator or with love and guarantees that separation, this idea that we're all little separate, unsafe selves, is no more than an illusion of despair. For hope forever will abide in the fact that we are collectively the Christ. Your mind, our minds, are part of His, And his of ours. He is the part in which God's answer lies. That's where our wisdom lies, our innocence lies, the truth of us, where all decisions are already made, dreams are over, time is over with, this crazy idea is over with, and he remains untouched by anything that the body's eyes perceive. Remember, the body's eyes were made not to see. They were to see forms. They were to see grievances. They were to see what's wrong. And that doesn't mean anything. It hasn't changed anything. For though in him, in Christ, his Father placed the means for our salvation, he still remains the self who, like his Father, knows no sin. So what all that just really means is all is well. <laughs> you haven't ruined yourself. So home of the Holy Spirit and At home, in God alone, does Christ remain at peace within the heaven of our holy minds, not off someplace else? This is the only part of us that has any reality and truth. The rest is dreams, nightmares, probably. And yet these dreams and nightmares are just going to be given up unto Christ to fade before his glory and reveal our holy self, the Christ, to ourselves at last. Sooner or later, this is inevitable for all of us, thank goodness. The Holy Spirit, that voice of God, reaches from this Christ, this presence, the collective presence that's all of us, to us in our dreams, and bids them come him, In other words, bring the dreams to him to be translated into truth. He's going to exchange them for the final dream that God appointed as the end of dreams. This is where our dreams are so cleaned up and so beautiful and so like the truth of us. And then when forgiveness rests upon the world and peace has come to every one of us, What could there be to keep things separate? There are no more judgments, no more grievances. You see the holiness in everyone. Although we remain distinctly ourselves, there is a common innocence that's the same for all of us. And therefore, what remains to be seen except Christ's face, except this loving holiness, which is exquisite to encounter and how long will this holy face be seen not a face of a person this this holy outlook so to speak when it's just the symbol that the time for learning finally now is over and the goal of the atonement has been reached at last remember the atonement is just recognizing i never left home guilt is ridiculous nothing has ever gone wrong, I've never left. So therefore, let us seek to find Christ's face, that's the innocence of everything, and just don't look on anything else. And as we behold his glory, will we know we have no need of learning or perception or of time or anything except the Holy Self, the Christ whom God created as his Son, this obviously is pointing to an impossible-to-describe experience that inevitably is here when it's way more important to us to see what's right than to see what's wrong. Okay, now let's just take a look at the specifics of Lesson 271. And Here it is. Christ is the vision I'm going to use today. So each day, each hour... Every instant, I'm choosing what I want to look upon, the sounds I want to hear, the witnesses to what I want to be the truth for me. Now, notice the past can't get in the way here. The past is gone. It's just dissolved like ice cubes in hot water. So you get to have a fresh new set of decisions today. That's why it says every hour, every instant, it's a new clean moment. I get to choose all over again what I want. Maybe I've chosen conflict for 10 million times. Today, I choose peace. I choose to see what's right and beautiful about everyone. So today I choose to look upon what Christ would have me see, to listen to God's voice, to listen to that loving intuition, and to seek the witnesses to what's true, i.e. I want to look for what's innocent and right and good, knowing that I will always find what I'm looking for. In Christ's sight, The world and God's creation meet. In other words, the innocence of the truth of us and finally the cleaned up version of the world we allow ourselves to see come together. And as they do, all perception disappears. Remember, that's about form in the dream. His kindly sight redeems the world from death for everything that he looks on must live, remembering the Father and the Son and the Creator and the creation are unified. We've been told in any number of places that what we look on now with our judgment and our grievances and our forms, we're looking on fear, we're looking on death, we're looking on some really ugly stuff because we're looking without love. But as we choose to look for the holiness, to look for the innocence, that's what we'll find. And our experience will get cleaner and more beautiful and more peaceful and more satisfying, and we will be so safe. Remember, that's always job one. I want to feel safe and loved. So Father, Christ's vision is the way to you. What he beholds invites your memory to be restored to me. All of these gifts are being held out to us all the time. And so this I choose to be what I would look upon today. It's a gift to me to look upon what's holy and innocent and good, and I am absolutely clearly included in that. So have a great practice. Keep remembering really the magnificence of what you are. Keep thinking about that. Keep focusing on that. We've got to keep doing our rewiring in a more helpful and accurate and loving direction. And we sure are doing a great job. I look forward to seeing you back tomorrow. Have a really great day. Bye.